Think back to everything you've learned in your years and years as a student. Take yourself back to those days in your sixth grade English class where you learned how to diagram a sentence. Do you remember that student who was bold enough to ask the teacher, when are we ever going to need to know this? Would that bold student happen to have been you? Well, that long-awaited time has come. It's time to dust off that knowledge and highlight the details that will be lurking in the questions that appear on your computer test screen. The quantitative section of the GMAT consists of two very different types of questions, problem-solving and data sufficiency. This section will challenge even the math geniuses out there. Genius or not, detailed knowledge of numbers and basic quantitative relationships will go a long way in this section. This means that those of you who let out a sigh of relief when you realized your new cell phone came with a tip calculator are going to uncover a new appreciation of patterns and number theory. Who knows, might actually turn out to be easier than you think. You could even enjoy it. We'll spend some time dissecting number groups and examine patterns that will be helpful when conquering the quantitative section of the GMAT. You'll want to memorize critical rules that will give you insight into the traps that students often fall into while answering exam questions. And we'll teach you how to think about numerical figures so that they make sense, imparting some useful strategies that might just bring out the math genius. The third and final section of the GMAT is the analytical writing section. Analytical writing gets its own score, independent of the other two sections. In order to get through it, you'll have to think logically and critically about a topic before expressing your analysis in a clear, concise, and hopefully impressive way. There is a lot of opportunity to shine here, two essays worth of opportunity in fact. This means that you have the chance to impress the GMAT readers with your astounding wit and clever manipulation of syntax on two different writing prompts. No matter how accomplished a writer you are, there are good ways to appeal to your readers, and there are ways that often fall flat. We'll go over the criteria that your reader will be looking for and ways you can enhance your writing. Being equipped with this knowledge ahead of time is crucial, especially since the situation, having to articulate your beautifully constructed arguments before the time runs out, can be kind of stressful. All that said, the fact that you are here preparing for your GMAT exam bodes well for you and your score. The GMAT is taken annually by thousands of prospective students who may or may not have taken the time to prepare. You can be proud of the fact that you are investing extra time to better your chances of achieving that high score. One thing we have to deal with right off the bat, it's almost a certainty that your testing day is going to be stressful. Of course, before you can really enjoy all that wonderful stress, you're going to have to register for the test. Everything you need to know can be found at mba.com. This website is not just a portal for all things GMAT. It can help you with other parts of your journey toward business school as well. Have you thought about the schools you're going to apply to? Is there a specific field that you could earn your master's degree in that would suit you the best? Which schools offer the best career counseling? These are just a few of the things you may want to think about before you start the process. Depending on the business school or the degree program that you ultimately choose, the GMAT score requirements could vary greatly. One school may require a minimum GMAT score of 400, while another school may have a student body that averages around 650. By researching your graduate school options, you can not only find a school that suits your needs, but you can also be aware of the qualifications you need to bring to the table in order to be admitted. 
Start the process early enough, and you may be able to prepare yourself a little better by participating in volunteer work or internship programs. If it's too late to make those kinds of steps, you should at the very least be aware of GPA and GMAT score requirements for admission. If it is too late to make those kinds of steps, you should at least be aware of the GPA and GMAT score requirements for admission. If you find that your undergraduate GPA is not as high as your top choice school would like, and it's too late to bring it up significantly, performing well on the GMAT can help admissions counselors see past your lower GPA and better your chances of getting in. By venturing toward graduate school, you are taking an important step for your future. So, why not take advantage of your resources? If you're on a college campus, visit the counseling office. If not, use online resources like MBA.com to research business programs that fit your life goals. One of the reasons that it's so important to have a plan in mind before you sit for the GMAT is because you will actually be able to have your scores sent directly from the testing center to the schools that you're interested in.